celebrations uh, really give us uh, an infusion of, of joy. They give us hope. They, I would even say they, they give us the, the right energy to go about our day-to-day -day work and, and business. And, and, they, and they also take the edge off life and uh, just give us a, a good reason to, to pause and, and to celebrate. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about celebrations. And I think uh, through the pandemic, uh, the celebrations and missing some celebrations is probably the thing I, I miss the most. And so um, we have found new ways to celebrate, like with being on a Zoom call. And I really, really look forward to this Sunday morning all throughout the week here. And so I was just going to ask, uh, just in the course of your life, between your involvement in different communities and the church, uh, just celebrations that have been very meaningful to you and life enriching. Just to live well and to share the joy with other people. And that gives us hope. And as I mentioned, since the, uh, <clears throat> since the advent of the pandemic, a lot of you have alluded to this as well. I think that the thing that I've missed most is a lot of our celebrations, but at the same time, we've been finding new ways to, to celebrate life uh, together and with God. And I believe we have so many celebrations uh, just built into our day-to-day -day lives that, that we've often overlooked them and, and have taken them for, for granted. And, and for me, especially as a minister, um, every Sunday morning is a celebration of life and of community and, and, and God's love and, and forgiveness. And we, we have these celebrations through prayer and, and uh, greeting one another and those warm hugs and, and uh, words and just lifting each other up and even taking time just uh, to eat together afterwards and, and just share our lives with one another. In these vital connections, these communities, we, we learn to forgive one another, we learn to accept one another, and we celebrate life and all of its highs and lows together. And forgiveness and celebration are, are what make marriage and friendship and any other form of community possible. Uh, Richard Foster, he wrote a book called uh, Celebration of, of Discipline in a uh, I think it's, we'd call it a classic in the spiritual literature. But he says, celebration is at the heart of Christ, is at the heart of who we are. We have to intentionally give ourselves permission and not feel guilty just to celebrate those, those small things and the big things in life. And I think it's, it can almost be a practice to find something to celebrate, to notice something to celebrate each in every day. And when Jesus arrived in the world and we have that big celebration at Christmas time, the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. It was a call to celebrate life, new birth, and the possibilities. Because when Jesus arrived in the world, there was poverty, there was oppression, there was political division, there was violence. Religious groups were at odds with one another. And yet, we were called to remember joy is in the world and we can celebrate. And if we slow down and really pay attention to something, whether it's another person or a flower or a deer just grazing in the field, we can see beauty, we can see joy, and there's a reason to celebrate. 
And even when Jesus leaves the world, he says, I have said these things to you. I've lived my life in such a way so that you can have my joy. And may your joy be complete. And so I was going to ask just all of us and myself today as well, especially in this time of this pandemic, and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we still need to be patient. Do we take time to celebrate life? Each and every day, something that we can look forward to and seeing that joy, seeing love, seeing forgiveness or compassion, seeing beauty. Do we celebrate love and beauty and creation and successes, both small and big? And I was reminded of this, and I wrote about it in, in the meditation today. Uh, a week ago, I officiated at a very small, intimate wedding at Willow Tell Springs, and it's just a, a beautiful setting and environment. And, and Peggy and Lee are just wonderful hosts, and they make everyone feel so welcomed and, and comfortable. And before the wedding, about a month before the wedding, I met with the bride and groom, and, and just at, and I asked them, I said, how do you feel about getting married in the middle of a pandemic? And the bride-to-be, she said, we know it's not an ideal time, and we know it presents some logistical challenges for us. She goes, but we need to celebrate. And that's so important. We really need to take time to celebrate. And Foster says, celebration brings joy into our life, and joy makes us strong. Joy makes us strong. It gives us courage. It gives us direction. In Nehemiah, we read, uh, in joy, uh, our joy is in God's presence. God's presence is our strength. Without taking time for celebrations and joy, life can become very dull and, and full of drudgery. We become like walking zombies almost. We can become uptight and irritable, the very opposite of the mind of Christ. And at this wedding that I was uh, really humbled to, to preside over, they had 10 people and we all wore masks. Of course, myself and the bride and groom, we didn't wear masks, everybody else did. We had our social distancing, but it was just a very beautiful celebration of life. And to have two people come together and say, we're going to make this commitment to love and to cherish one another. Kind of like when we we're hearing some of these stories from you today, it's just a reminder of who we are. That we're called to love and to forgive and to value life and death as well. And we celebrate that. And the couple and the bride and the groom, they just radiated this love and this joy in this piece. And if you've ever been out to Willow Tell, the La Plata's were in the background through the window and, and, and the pond was just iced over halfway and the ducks were swimming in there. And it was just a beautiful reminder that God is with us and love is present. And I just appreciated the, the couple and, and their strength and their love so much. And their wedding, because they chose love despite the pandemic and despite the struggles that many of us are facing. Enjoy. When we celebrate, we have joy. Enjoy produces energy 
It gets, gives us the right energy and it makes us strong. And joy is a fruit of the spirit. Love and joy and peace when we're walking with God. Those are the fruits. Foster says, I am inclined to think that joy is the motor that keeps everything else going. Joy is the motor that keeps everything else going. And if you've ever attended a historic African-American church, most of us would say the one thing we would, we, we would characterize that service with is joy. Their worship is full of joy. They know that uh, liberation is on the way, that they are free, that God is with them. And that joy gave them the courage historically to address the social wrongs and ills of society. And that joy they found in God and music and song and prayer, it gave them courage and strength. And this is why Augustine of Hippo can say, the Christian should be an alleluia from head to foot. If our faith is anything, it must be joy. God is with us and love overcomes. Love has the final word. Heaven is here, but not fully yet. And we can celebrate. And I would even argue that nothing got Jesus more in trouble than that the fact that he celebrated and enjoyed life and he enjoyed people. Some of you mentioned he turned the water into wine at the wedding of Cana. He ate with sinners and tax collectors. He ate with misfits and ragamuffins, the poor and the rich. He loved the little children of the world and the elderly. The woman comes and anoints him with this expensive perfume, this ointment, and he enjoys having that perfume rubbed on his head and on his feet. And every time Jesus celebrates life, whenever he just really enjoys that wedding and that wine, what do people do? They object. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> why are you eating with them? Why are, you in, why are you letting that woman touch you? Every time he has joy, people tend to get upset. Why are you doing that? And he's celebrating life. Jesus rejoiced so fully in life that he was accused of being a drunkard and a glutton. And Foster asks a good question. He says, would anyone ever accuse us of that? <laughs> that we are so full of joy. Are you drunk? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that we go out and drink in excess and eat till we throw up, but we need to have real experiences of knowing God is with, with us. And when Jesus turns that water into wine, it's a, his first miracle in the Gospel of John. And I don't think he stops there. I think he enjoys and participates in the wedding. Is it hard for us to imagine Jesus singing and dancing and toasting and enjoying a good glass of wine and just laughing and telling jokes? He enjoyed life. God is with us and love does win. He participated. Pretty sure he did. 
and that life is good despite our pain and suffering. Even though we have pain and suffering, it is within that with us. And there is love. And when people saw Jesus celebrating and dancing and laughing, laughing and eating with different people, they were upset all the time. What is he doing? Why is he with them? They're not clean. But he celebrated life. Foster says, it is an occupational hazard of devout people. Always. And it's an occupational hazard of people who are very correct and very proper. They become, often become rigid, intolerant, and stuffy bores. And they cannot celebrate life. The most important benefit of celebrations is that it saves us from taking ourselves too seriously. And we can see this as we talked about last week with the older devout son in, in the story of the prodigal son. He refuses to celebrate and enjoy life with his father and his younger brother. He cannot celebrate and enjoy life. Heartfelt celebrations of forgiveness and reconciliation and love free us of our judgmental spirit. Foster says we need healing and we need refreshing celebrations to cultivate a more deeper appreciation of life. And I need, and I'd say we need, we need Sunday worship. We need these Zoom meetings. We need songs and pray, prayers and people. We need baptisms and weddings and graduations and new marriages to remind us that God is with us and that God truly loves us. We need to light candles at Christmas Eve and sing Silent Night together. We need to meet at Big Owl's Overlook up at Transfer Campground. And look at the Lapladas and wait for that red-tailed hawk to show up every year. And then we have that giant picnic afterward and enjoy the food. And it's such a great celebration. There's probably some years there's more bees than people there. And we celebrate together. We need to sing songs. <clears throat> we need to share the sacrament together. We need those times at Thanksgiving when we eat soup as a community and we break bread together. We need to smile and we need to dance when the daffodils and the tulips burst forth in the spring. And I believe that we all have been very patient and also say I'm very anxious as well for the pandemic to be over. But with our faith, I know that we will rise <clears throat> like people of faith always do and that we will shine like the morning sun. And so my prayer for each and every one of us today, as well as those who cannot be here, is that our joy may be complete and that we may rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. You rise like the morning sun and shine your light on a broken people and show them how 
to live and heal them with your love. Into Jerusalem, knowing the end is near, in the broken bread, you know what lies ahead. Darkness abounds and the mothers mourn, the earth it trembles, but hope is born. You rise like the morning sun and shine your light on a broken people and show them how to live and heal them with your love. You rise, alleluia. You rise, alleluia. You rise, alleluia. You rise, alleluia. You rise like the morning sun. You shine your light on a broken people. You show us how to live and you hear us with your love.